How are service members taxed? Let's cash in. Finance for the everyday millennial. Hard charging solutions. We provide an accelerant in the journey towards financial independence. Welcome back to Cash In With Cash In, the financial forum for young professionals. We are continuing our military money series today with a topic that none of us like, but all of us have to deal with. You guessed it. Today, I'm going to talk to you about taxes. Military service has a lot to offer young professionals. Now, I've never met anyone who joined the military thinking that they'd get rich from soldiering. But I have known people who join the service specifically for the benefits that it offers. I can't think of too many other career options that can help you pay for an education, teach you leadership skills, and offer you a higher level of job security in a work environment that is both professionally challenging and personally rewarding. When we think of military benefits, what usually comes to mind are the tangible things like healthcare, buying groceries or clothes at the low market prices in the commissary or exchange, the chance to earn a retirement pension, the 10% discounts received at most retailers, or the option for families to live in base housing at no charge. But there's another more intangible benefit that puts money in your pocket that you may not even realize. And it's hiding in plain sight right on your leave and earning statement. The total compensation active duty service members receive actually consists of a combination of different types of pay and allowances. There's your base pay, which is essentially the salary you earn each month as a member of the armed forces. Your base pay is computed according to your military rank and years of service. You may also be eligible for other pay types, such as assignment incentive pay or hardship duty pay. After your pay types, you'll see different types of allowances that you're entitled to, such as your BAS or basic allowance for subsistence, which is a food allowance, and BAH, which is your basic allowance for housing. Your LES may also show allowances for clothing, dislocation, and family separation allowance, or FSA, which is received when you are separated from your family for more than 30 days. When you add them up, allowances can account for 20% or more of your total pay. But the important thing to know about allowances is that they are not considered income, so they are not generally subject to income taxes. Let's look at what this means in dollars and cents for a typical young Army officer. Second Lieutenant Jones is a 22-year-old Army officer stationed at Fort Benning in Georgia. He has less than two years time and grade. Lieutenant Jones is single and has no dependents. There were no quarters available for him when he arrived on post, so he rented an apartment in Columbus, Georgia. Lieutenant Jones' leave and earning statement reflects the following pay types. His monthly basic pay is $3,477.30. His basic allowance for subsistence is $280.29. His basic allowance for housing is $1,230. His total monthly gross pay is $4,987.59. Multiplied by 12, and he made $59,847 in a year. After federal and state taxes are taken out of his base pay, 
Lieutenant Jones's monthly take-home pay totals $4,210. Now let's imagine for a moment that Lieutenant Jones leaves the Army and is offered a job making $60,000 as a civilian. You might think, that's great, Jones will make a couple hundred dollars a year more than he did in the military and he won't miss a beat. And that's where you would be wrong. Because remember that your military compensation includes a combination of pays, which are always taxable, and allowances, which are not. Only about $42,000 of Jones's military earnings were subject to federal and state income taxes. Between his housing and subsistence allowance, Jones took home $1,500 a month tax-free. But as a civilian, even at the same overall rate of pay, he's going to take home less. This is because every penny of his salary will be subject to income tax at both the federal and state level. If Lieutenant Jones wants to maintain the same level of take-home pay in his civilian job in the state of Georgia, um, he's going to need to earn a salary of about $70,000 a year. Now, you may be saying, wait a minute, Cashin, you're forgetting about all the things Jones can do to reduce his taxable income, like putting money into an individual retirement account. And if he gets married or has a child or goes back to school, those are all things that he could do to bring down his tax bill. And you'd be absolutely right. But he could apply all those kinds of tax saving strategies to his military pay also. So the bottom line is that he'll still face a higher total tax liability as a civilian than he would as an active duty service member. Knowing the difference between pay and allowances from a tax perspective is a key point to remember when you are deciding how much you need to earn to support the financial life you want after your service. For most of us, military service is more than just a job becomes a choice that connects us as a community of like-minded friends, neighbors, and colleagues for life. Whether you stay for a few years or make it a career, you'll find that the move from military to civilian life will have an impact on your finances and your total taxable bill. Be informed so that you can make the right financial choice. If you want to know more about why taxes can take such a heavy bite out of your pay, Click on the link in the top right hand side of your screen to see our video about progressive taxes. To make sure you don't miss any of our military money series, be sure to subscribe to this channel and click the bell at the top of the page to get a notification every time we publish new content. Until next time, this is Cashin reminding you that it is always a good time to cash in with Cashin.